Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of another day to study your word and to continuously show ourselves approved under God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, have your way in the midst of our Bible study. Allow your Holy Spirit to to, uh, teach us and to give us revelation knowledge that we might again draw closer to you in everything that we do, everything that we say, and everything that we think. Do say and think in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Again, thank you so much for logging in and those who log in early. It is a blessing to see when I when I log in to see that folks are already on the call waiting for Bible study. That is encouraging. Um, tonight, we, we were in the book. Uh, we're not going to be in that book tonight. Um, um, I really was looking in myself, I was looking at going through some of the names of God in Chapter 9 of the book. Uh, if you don't have it, it's a good book to have, uh, A Guide to Effective and Powerful Prayer, Becoming a Prayer Warrior, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Alves, I think it was Alves, Alves, um, that... Um, we were looking at, and in chapter 9, it starts to go through the names, the names of God. Um, chapter 9 starts on page 165, the Christian arsenal. And and that's one of the things, you know, when it comes to warfare, when it comes to prayer, um, it's one of the things that um, I really, really just enjoy teaching, and, and the Lord has blessed me to um, be able to, to study and to share um, some of the, the information that I have uh, gleaned, some of the things that I've been taught, um, and, and then some of the, the things that I've studied to, to be able to share it with you. And um, for me to get so much, I tell you, I get so much out of studying and sharing. But in the Christian arsenal, um, one of the things uh, on page it drops all the way back to page two, two, two. Wow, all the way back to one seventy eight. So chapter nine begins. Help me, Holy Ghost. Did I do that right? Okay. Chapter nine begins at one sixty five. One seventy eight. One seventy. Seven, it says the names of God, our covenant. Now, if the Lord lays it on my heart, we're going to get back into that, and we may just delve into it a little tonight uh, when we when we start dealing with prayer. We've got five areas that we want to deal with because many people, when it comes to their prayer life, when it comes to them being a spiritual warrior, 
um, they deal with uh, a huge hindrance. And, and I'm finding that many people, this hindrance is um, um, big for them. And, and, and that's that internal. You, you really, the individual needs deliverance within. It's not an outside force. It's something with inside of them. Matter of fact, I just got off the phone with a young man, and, um, again, his struggle was uh, dealing with the enemy, and, and he didn't use it as the enemy. He says just letting his past go. Just letting his past go. And, and, and matter of fact, I deal with some young people. My encouragement is certain things you don't want to put in your spirit. Why? Because you don't want to end up having to deal with the results of things that you have put in your spirit that cause you to be defeated in different areas. So if I never would have picked up that magazine, if I never would have uh, 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 saw that movie, if I never would have had that conversation, if I never would have um, uh, read that book, if I never would have met that particular person, they introduced me to some things that I did not listen. It was not productive for me, and in particularly when the light comes on, and I, and now I'm a Christian, and those things that this person introduced me to are are not Christian. They're not Christ-like. And now I've got to deal with this situation, and it's inside of me. I need deliverance in me. And 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 you're going to find out again as we walk through it. I've got a little story that I'm going to read to you, and um, I'm just going to walk through the story, and then we're going to walk through these different areas in the latter part of it, and we're going to take those one by one. The story goes like this: It says Joy and Hope began their weekly uh, three-mile jog along the beach, laughing and reminiscing about their good times together. But, and, 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 I'm, and I'm going to deal with this, and when it comes to butts, and, and many times you've got to get your butt out of the way. That's the B-U-T. I'm not talking about your B-U-T-T. I'm saying the B-U-T. Because when we have butts in our conversation, when we have butts in our, watch this, our statements of faith, and then you have a but in it. I believe God, but. I trust God, but. I'm a prayer warrior, but when you put the butts in it, watch this, their butt, they said they were having a good time and they were reminiscing, but inwardly, each struggled with daily living. Now, here it is, joy and hope, they're jogging, they're having a good time, they're laughing, they're reminiscing, but... And for the believer, there is, listen, you start to remove but out of your conversation. Get the but out the way. And I say that because if I trust God, there is no but. If I'm believing in God, if I'm a prayer warrior, if I love God, if I'm a songstress, if I'm a minstrel, if I'm a... a, a um person who loves God and believes in God and trusts his word, then there is no but. And when you put the but in it, this is what it says. When you say but, you eliminate it, everything that you said before it. 
So if I'm reminiscing and I'm having a good time, but I have these internal struggles, then guess what? I'm eliminating this good time. I'm, I'm, that's the facade. I'm putting on airs, as they used to say. This is what happened. Although, although, let's deal with joy first. Although joy was known at work for being like her name, inwardly at work she was known for being joy. Not only her name was joy, but she had joy. Inwardly, she rarely experienced joy. It's that, it's that acting career that we put on for other folks. It's that, it's that not wanting to deal with the hard issues. And I'm seeing that that's causing many people to struggle. And God, listen, they say the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God said, I come that you can. He sent his son that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And if you're living a lie, that's not the abundant life that God wants us to have. Deliverance, somebody's uh, right. Within, it says, inwardly, she rarely experienced joy. Joy couldn't accept who she was. Therefore, real joy was lost to her soul. Deep down inside. We call that soul deep down inside. When it really comes to who you are, are you happy? Are you successful? Are you enjoying life? You have got to get to the place where you can say, you know what? Yes, I have joy. People call me all the time. Now, if I'm on my job, that's another thing because it's, it's not for me to be sharing all my personal business with folks on my job. But when friends and relatives call me, if if um if you if you ask me how I'm doing, I'll tell you I'm going through. My, me and the family we're going through. However, I've got to admit, in the midst of me going through, children having challenges, job challenges, financial challenges, health challenges, family. Come on, somebody, family challenges. All that stuff is reality of life. It does not say that you can't have joy in the midst of your struggle. And some folks, again, start writing it off because I have this struggle, because I have this challenge, because uh, I got the 340 call in the morning, Sunday morning out of all the time, if I'm God's favorite, and I, and I testify of it all the time, how God loves me and takes care of me and does all these awesome things for me. How can God allow me to get a call 3.40 in the morning on a Sunday? I'm a pastor. He's supposed to protect me that I don't get the 3.40 call on Sunday morning. No, no, no. It, that's not the way it works. You are human, and you're living in a fallen world, and you are still a believer in God, and you'll see God will strengthen you in the midst of what you got to go through. So Paul says, um, hold on, I just want to get the scripture down. Whatever, okay, let's put them together. Ever stay I can be content. Here we go. So, so, so I've learned Philippians four eleven. 
Philippians 4.11. Write it down because, again, as we deal with this, you want to get to the place where you start getting delivered, where you start, where you, thank you, Holy Ghost, where you start dealing with your personal deliverance. If you got to get books and study, see some folks. Listen, you learn, you learn to deal with that. Watch this, that sticking screen door. You learn to deal with the eye that won't light. Instead of you taking a, a pen or some steel wool and cleaning the eye of the stove, the electric igniter, ignition igniter. I think it's igniter. The 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 the, the mechanisms that starts the fire and you know it sticks and the problem with it you you end up taking matches instead of it working the way it's supposed to work instead of you taking the time and cleaning it or or taking a pen and cleaning the hole out you just take a match and move it around to the area where you know the gas is going to come out and here it is you going through all these extra steps one time it got kind of dangerous because you had started it, tick, 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 tick. It did not ignite. You put the, you had left it on. Gas is coming out. When you lit it, gas, I mean, it almost filled the whole top of the stove. You're doing, watch this, you're doing stuff that's dangerous because you failed to deal with the issue. It's the old grandmother. My grandmother used to cut the end of the turkey off kind of deal. And you cutting the end off. Grandma's baster was small, so she cut the end of the turkey so it would fit. You cut it off because she did it. You're doing extra steps in your life. You're making life harder. You are dealing with issues that, that, that if you would deal with them where they are, the issue within, that deliverance gotta, it has to be from within. Listen, you can, you can say like Paul, I am not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I have learned that, guess what, my God is still good. 3.40 in the morning, he gave me the ability. I, I was cognizant enough. I had enough sleep. If I needed more sleep, guess what, I was able to get it later on that day, but I had to press on. He gave me the strength. He gave me the wisdom, and I've learned to celebrate in the midst of my struggle. That's, we're going we're gonna to get there tonight. We're going to get there tonight, God willing. Here we go. What did it say? Uh, da, 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 joy. We're still dealing with joy. Joy couldn't accept who she was. Therefore, real joy was lost to her soul. She knew about God's unconditional love for her. However, see, it's always a but or a however. I, I like however better than but. However, she couldn't accept accept it for herself. Watch this. Despite all God's blessings upon her life, joy lived in bondage. Good God Almighty. And I'm believing that God has somebody on the call tonight that guess what? They're dealing they're dealing with the exact same thing. They accept they got power in what they're saying and, and, and when I say power, they say it with enthusiasm. I'm not saying that that, that um they've got this Holy Ghost uh power but but they're not believing it for themselves. I'm wondering about folks who have power 
in their conversation for other folks, but don't have it in their life for themselves. How much power do you have? Because this thing that we're into works by faith. Now, if you got faith, you got faith. Faith is faith is faith. I may talk it, and I, and I live through this myself, talk it real good for somebody else, but not living it for myself. Listen, you need deliverance. That's deliverance. That, that's a call for deliverance. Watch what it says. It says, despite all God's blessings upon her life, Joy lived in bondage to self-hatred and discontentment. Help us, God. Self-hate. She got issues with herself. I can't get over this. Can't do this. Don't believe that I'm this. I can't. People are saying, making accolades and giving you kudos for this and for that. And here it is. You can't believe it for yourself. Believing all the good things despite what other people are going through. You believe good things for them. You believe and plead the blood of Jesus for them, but cannot accept. Matter of fact, that's what the young man was just telling me, and I'm telling you, the issue is you've got to learn how to let it go. You've got to learn how to believe in the blood. It says the blood has not lost its power. And if you sing it, you need to believe it. If you testify in other people's lives, you need to believe it for yourself. She got deep. This is self-hatred and, dis, and, and discontentment. Help me, Holy Ghost. It says now, this is person number two, hope. That was joy. This is hope. Hope enjoyed being around people and helping others. It, does that sound like you? People loved her extreme kindness and giving heart, yet when hope was alone, she was filled with anxiety about her finances, number one, her family, number two, her job, number three. Her finances is number one, her family, number two, job, number three. Even, watch this, even the weather. You got some folks right now, all they can talk about is how much rain, how much. Listen, I flip it on them. They start talking to me about the rain. I say, you know something, I'd rather have rain than drought. I'd rather have rain than it being so dry. The, the plant's not growing. The vegetable's not growing. The fruit tree's not growing. The, 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 the road's not getting washed off. The grass not growing. We can have restrictions on how, how much water we can use. Can't wash the car. Come on, somebody. You got to learn how to flip that thing, and it's the vantage point in which you look at it. You can look at it from top down or from, from uh, bottom up. When you're looking at it from top down, you start to understand God's doing something with every, whatever he brings into my life. He's doing something, and it's always, I'm a believer, it's always good for me. So if it's a 3.40 in the morning wake-up call, then guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for, for your good, God. I'm going to do something. It's got to be for his good. All right? Let's go on. I said number three was job. Number four was the weather. And then it says, hope knew what God's word taught about anxieties. But she couldn't grasp how to accept it for herself. 
She got all these anxieties going on on all these different areas. She can't accept God's grace. He, she couldn't grasp, but uh, the anxiety, it says she couldn't grasp how to accept it for herself. She knew what God's words taught about anxieties. How you're not supposed to have them. You're not supposed to be. I'm not going to worry about that. You say, well, you, that, what kind of Christian are you? You're not worrying. No, I don't, you're not supposed to worry. You're not even thinking. I didn't let it go. I'm going to sleep. Why? It's not my thing to do. That's not my area. That's not my lane. Stay in your own lane. And there's certain things, which is the majority of the things, I'm going to say probably more than likely 90% of the stuff is is in God's hand. It's nothing you can do about that. That's in God's hand. You can't walk around with that person all day. You can't you can't dictate what they get into and what they don't get into. Help me Holy Ghost. Here we go. It says couldn't accept it for herself. Hope lived in bondage to daily anxiety attacks. Some of us hasn't, haven't gotten to the place where it's an, a, a, an attack, but we go through some anxieties and some pressures in our life because of the issues and the situations, the circumstances around us. It's pressure, and you don't want that pressure in your life. Watch this. It says, halfway through, joy and hope's jog, they saw a billboard that read, write, write this down, then you will know the truth. It's a scripture, John 8 and 32. John 8 and 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8 and 32. Joy and hope confess that they had re had read John, but never thought how that verse applied to them. You will know the truth and the truth. And see, some folk know the truth. How they know the truth, read it, apply it to other people, and refuse. I believe the enemy is in that some kind of way. I believe the enemy is in that some kind of way. Help us, Holy Ghost. Wow, God. Thank you. So what, what what must we do? We have got to get to the place where where we start to read and understand. We start to read and understand that guess what? That's for me. That is for me. This promise is for me. I need deliverance from within, and the deliverance is through the word of God. Here we go. We're going to go through our steps. Here's the steps. They decided to, one, reduce their weekly jog. There is, number one, reduce. Number one, reduce their weekly jog. They're going to reduce their weekly job. There is some stuff that you need to cut out of your life because you're doing this and you're still dealing with that issue. And the issue is so important. Listen, it is really wrecking. It's wrecking your life. Help us, God. It's literally wrecking your life. 
So there's something that you got to cut out. This is what she did. Step number one, they reduced their weekly job. Is there something in your life that you can reduce, that you can begin to cut out because you spend too much time doing it? And I know what winds up happening is some of the things that you say you want to cut out, you start making excuses why you can't cut it out. It's too, it's really important. I, well, what do you expect me to do? Let this go without, uh, uh, not do this? It's important as well. Okay, then keep dealing with that issue. You're going to have to make the decision. The plan of action is to reduce, some, cut something back to end up spending more time in another area that's more important, and we're going to get into it. You've got to reduce an area of your life so you can replace it with something that's, help me, Holy Ghost, that's more productive. The Eisen, the Eisenhower uh, decision matrix, the De Eisenhower decision, decision matrix, if you put a square on your, on, on your um, paper, put a square on your paper and make inside that square, make four squares, so you just roll one line down, one line across, top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right, there's an area in the Eisenhower, you'd have to look it up. I'm not going to go through naming each area. There is an area in that top right-hand corner. It's called important but not urgent. What you have to do when you start cutting these other things out of your life, these things that's eating up your time, and spend more time on something that's important. It may not be urgent, but it's important. It's something that you need to do. And I'm saying tonight, deliverance within is important. In order for you to experience God the way you're supposed to be experiencing God, the way he designed it for you, you got to spend some time doing something that's important. you got to cut some stuff out of your life. Number one is reducing. Reducing... Uh, uh, Stuff that's not urgent and not important. It's not. We spend a lot of time. That's not urgent or important, and we spend time doing it. You got to cut it out. Reduce, minus, cut, whatever phrase you want to use. Uh, you can curtail this thing to to fit your own your own palate, how you like it. It's like putting salt and pepper on something, and you say, "Wow, that's too much salt for me." Put it, name this, it, it may not be, for them it was reduced. They reduced their weekly jog. What are you going to get rid of? Kick out, cut. So I can get, I'm trying to get delivered. All right? Number two, they replaced it with something. They reduced and then they replaced it with something. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I, that hit me. As, I had study. Number two was study. But but in the midst of the moment, replace. So I'm writing it down on mine. Replace. They reduced, and then they replaced it. They replaced it with studying. You've got to look into this. You've got to find out how I get delivered. You've got to, listen, you want to admit what the issue is. What is the thing that's causing you to be defeated? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Write it down. That's coming up, too. 
about writing it down. That's going to come up too. They replaced it with studying. You've got to get into God's word. You've got to start to identify. It's a characteristic in you that you see display. It's just like looking in the mirror, and here it is. You have something crusty right in the corner of your eye. It's early in the morning. You go into the bathroom. You need to take a towel, put it in the water, and get that stuff out of your eye. Clear and plain, I see it right there in my eye. You've got to look at your life and say, guess what? That is too much profanity. Matter of fact, it's, for me, any profanity is too much. It's, that's, man, I'm getting angry. It is anger. You can't deal with it when you can't identify it. You've got to replace it with studying. When you identify it, then guess what? Now you start studying God's word and finding scripture that apply to that anger. That's gossip. Some folks, I, listen, they'll gossip. I'm the pastor. They gossip to me. That's an issue with gossip. Whatever it is, you've got to identify, then replace. Reduce that other area that's not productive and then replace it with studying God's word. You really got to get into a, to a place where you look at God's word and you start to identify, you know what? That's an issue. And matter of fact, any book that you get, you can get all kinds. Matter of fact, you can probably get the daily bread. Go through the daily bread, and if you ask God, I dare you, because that's going to be number three, pray before you do anything. Before you study, before you try to identify, number three is pray. Pray before. On Sunday, I preached a sermon, and the sermon was right of way. Right of way, R-I-G-H-T, of O-F, way, right of way. When I say it, it sounds funny. That's why I was spelling it. Right of way. And, and the whole gist of it, in, in, in a shorter uh, version than what I did on Sunday, uh, the whole gist of it is the same way we yield the right of way to others on the road because the sign said yield. That means give up the right of way. Then we give up the right of way to God in all circumstances. Many times it says Watch this. Write it down. In all thy ways, good God Almighty, thank you, God. In all thy ways, acknowledge me. What happens? And he'll direct your path. Could it be that you're not giving right away to God, and that's why you are directing your path, and that's why you are just like the children of Israel, the Hebrew children, when they walked around in the wilderness, in circles. You're doing the exact same thing over and over and over again, trying to, listen, just, just making by with that stove, with the eye, and lighting matches, and, and, and the igniter works. You see the spark, but the, the, the holes are clogged, and now you got to put the match around the side that's open, and, and then it's it like, listen, stop dealing with it in that way, and start dealing with it in the spiritual way, identify it, study it, and put God first before, listen, give God the right of way. When you get up in the morning, listen, before I start my job, you know what I do? 
Lord, please. Like Nehemiah said, grant me favor. Oh, my goodness, if he doesn't grant me favor out there on that road. Oh, my goodness. Time after time, situation after situation, issue after issue. God, But you got to make sure you give him the right of way. And you find that, listen, you'll do it when you study. Number one was what? Reduce. Number two was what? Replace. Replace it with what? Studying. Replace it with prayer. Pray. Replace it with a worship. Have you ever set aside some time and just, Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. This is Wednesday night. We have in Bible study and worship. The Bible study is collectively. We're on the phone. You got, I'm teaching you. Holy Spirit is teaching. You guys are learning. We're all learning. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We're, we're learning from the Holy Ghost. And then afterwards, individually, we hang up the phone. Some people 10 minutes. Some people 15 minutes. Some people 20 minutes. Where you just say, God, thank you. You've been so good. I'm looking over my life. I'm looking over my family life. And although we've had our challenges, you have kept us. And I want to take this moment to give your name some praise. I just want to say hallelujah to your name. I just want to say that, that you're holy and righteous. And you're a real good father. You're good, good, good. Thank you, Lord. No, no, no. I'm not rushing out of this. I'm going to stay right there. That's what you got to do. Number one, reduce. Number two, replace. Number three, pray before you do anything. Pray. Watch this. Pray when you do everything. Pray before you do anything. Pray while you do everything. Let me say it again. Pray before you do everything. Any, I don't care if I'm planting. I never planted sod before in my life. Never the grass. You know how they have the rolled up grass. Never planted it before in my life. And a lot of things, I go to YouTube. I'm praying and praying and praying. And and I laid down. I seen the, the spot that I was doing it in. Um, it was the the dirt. The grass wasn't growing because it was clay. It was the the, the you put the grass seed down there and you. And you uh, water it, but it's still it's clay. So I had brought some potting soil, topsoil, put the topsoil down, saturated that with water, put the um, sod down, saturated with water. Then I stepped on it so the two could really come into contact with each other and saturated with water. Every morning, every evening, I started saturating. Next thing you know, that sod had taken hold, and that grass that was um, – sitting kind of stymied, this, this, it reached a plateau, and when it comes to the length, that grass started growing and growing and growing. I planted four, four uh, pieces of sod, all of it growing. Never planted it before in my life, but I pray all the time. Lord, how do I do this? You're talking to God like he's your friend. Israel Holton has, uh, I don't know how many songs on that one, one album that he has, uh, uh, at least three songs, I Am a Friend of God. He sings it different ways, but the, the gist of it is, I am a friend. When God is your friend, you're talking to him. God, you know, I don't know how to do this stuff with this, this sod. I don't know. 
Lord, how do I do this? If you put him first, here it is. They studied. Watch this. They decided to reduce their weekly jog in half. Cut the jog in half. I think they were doing three miles, so they're doing a mile and a half. And use the other time to study what God had to say about joy and hope. Now, you put your name there. What does God say about you? Study what God says about you. Study what, when, when it comes to you. You say, well, my name is not in there. Your name is Mike. You say, my name is not in the Bible. Well, guess what? What does it say about believers? What does it say about Christians? What does the Bible say about Christians? They started their time together in prayer. So before you study, sometimes you pick the Bible up and you never ask God to reveal the understanding. Even though you got a little something out of it, let me tell you something. You can put the turbo on it. You can put the turbo on your understanding when you pray. Listen, I'm in the boat with you. At times I pick it up and I'm reading. At times I turn on the the, um, on the uh, phone, and I'm listening to it on, on the phone, it's the Bible. It's the, uh, the, the revealed Word of God. It's God-breathed. You don't listen to it. You don't read it without reverencing God. It's the right of way. Give that to God. God, thank Honor him. He sees when we don't honor him, and guess what? You don't honor him. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. So you can believe the reverse. If you don't acknowledge him, guess what? You're directing your own path. Help me, Holy Ghost. Here we go. I'm going to read that again. They decided to reduce the, the weekly jog in half, and they used that time to study. And what was they studying? They were studying what God had to say about Christians. They had their names there, joy and hope. What he has to say about you. They started their time together in prayer. That's number three. Pray before you do everything. Pray while you do. Pray before you do anything. Pray while you do everything. Pray before you do anything. Pray while you do everything. Asking God to lead them to the correct verses. I'm going to tell you a funny story happened to me today. I was coming out of Walmart, and um, I'm sitting in the van, and my key, that's called FOB, F-O-B, key FOB, that's the mechanism that opens the doors. Matter of fact, mine has, uh, I think, four open clothes, side door left, side door right, and tailgate. So so it's five different buttons on my key fob, and none of them don't work. I got the battery changed. They still don't work. I went in there today. These things are expensive, too, because the, the lady said just for them to check it out is $175. If they found out that it does not work and I need to buy another one, I still had to pay the 175 for the checkout and the money is over $200 for the, the fob itself. Thank God she talked to the manager, and the manager said it's a 24-month, thank you, Holy Ghost, a 24-month warranty on it. I brought it in less than a year ago, if, I, if my memory serves me correctly, and it was still under there. Uh, long story short, I have the new fob. 
However, while I was sitting in the car at Walmart saying whether I should go and get this fob, and, oh, I need an oil change too. And I'm contemplating whether I should, uh, you know, you're going to have to sit up there for a minute. Do I want to go? When I turned the car on, across the little instrument line, because I don't have a whole big instrument panel, some of those new fancy cars that has a whole big screen up there, mine is just a little line. Out of uh, my mouth, let me do my mouse real quick. I got 111 minus 41. I put 70,000 miles on the car. Out of the 70,000 miles since I've owned the car, I've never seen this pop up before. I've gotten I don't know how many oil changes because in those thousands of miles, every three to 5,000 miles, I get an oil change. So in 70,000 miles, I've gotten a lot of oil changes. When I, had, when I contemplated what I should do across that little line, never seen it before, it said oil change. Never seen it before, ever. It does not stay up. It just pops up and disappears. When I looked at the instrument panel, when you turn the car on, you normally don't look at that line. You may be looking somewhere else. It may have popped up before. I've never seen it before. However, what I'm telling you, when you pray before you do anything and, and pray while you do everything, you will find out that God will open up your understanding. He'll drop stuff on you. Listen, I was supposed to be up at dark cars, uh, sitting there studying, reading, planning, and strategizing for those hours, waiting on this thing to, to, to be reprogrammed, and eventually they had to give me a new one, getting my oil changed, taking care of the vehicle that God has blessed me with. Listen, when you do that, you'll see God, when you pray, we said reduce, replace, pray before you do it. You'll find out God will drop some stuff on you. That's where you're supposed to be. Oil change. Go do it. Pray before you do anything. All right, let's keep it moving. What does it say here? It says, asking God to lead them to the correct verses. Then, using the concordance, they wrote down, number four, write down all the verses. Write down what God tells you to do. That's how I got right-of-way. When I got right-of-way, I was in the van, excuse me, and I picked up my organizer, and I wrote it down, right-of-way. Wow, that's what I'm supposed to preach, right-of-way. Give God, listen, that's honoring, listen, and, and, and on the road, folks know when they have the right of way and that you're supposed to be yielding the right of way and it's uncomfortable, it makes them irritated and angry when they see you pull out in front of them and they know they have the right of way. They're laying on the horn, they are, they're saying all kinds of negative things out the window, they're, they're using sign language with you, with their fingers and stuff. It's, it's because I know I, I, I'm supposed to have the right of way. Thank you, God. I'm supposed to have the right of way, and you did not yield it. Let me tell you something. God knows when you give him the right of way. Write these things down, and when you write them down, listen, when God drops some scriptures on you and they start correcting you, 
You need to write it down. Write down your goals and plans. It's more likely when you write it down, there's a mechanism that works from your hand to your brain. It helps you to remember. We're going to get to that in a minute. It helps you to remember. Number five is memorize. We're going to get to it. Don't write it down because we've got some more to do with writing it down. You're writing down scriptures. Help me, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Thank you, God. Okay, now watch this. Watch this. You've got to write this stuff down. The mechanism that works from your hand to your brain is real. When you write it down, it causes you to remember it more. So anything you're trying to accomplish, even the statement of your freedom, I am free from the bondage of my past sin. Good God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. I am free from the bondage of my past sin. And if you need be, because this particular sin keeps coming up, then write that out. Write down the verses that give you the assurance. It's the blood of Jesus. It is the penalty of sin. The sin's past, present, and future. When it comes up right now, I'm, I'm, I'm cleansed of it. I'm delivered. I'm free from it. All I got to do, God, forgive me. Watch this. Write it down. Look it up. There are books after books after book. If it's anger, deal with it. God has not given us the spirit of fear. If it's fear, God has not given us the spirit of fear. This fear is not of you. I renounce it. And this fear is not of God. In Jesus' name. The anger of men does not accomplish the righteousness of God. The anger, when you think, listen, some folks hand, handle stuff by getting angry. Some folks handle stuff by getting angry, putting their eyebrows closed, raising their voice, saying nasty words, and that's how they accomplish things. The anger of men does not accomplish the righteousness of God. When you trust God, listen, you ain't got to get angry and try to handle matters in your own hands. Write it down. Write the scripture down and then go over it and over it 
That's number five. When you start memorizing it, you're researching, you're studying it, making sure you pray before you start studying, and then you write it down, and then you memorize it. So when you go to bed, let me tell you something that's very, very powerful. That that time, it says, my psalm, psalm number one, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. That's Psalm number one. When you meditate on these things, let me tell you something. When I'm telling folks, yes, I use it as a joke. I'm kidding around with them. I'm trying to teach them through this through this little joke that I'm saying that I'm God's favorite. Don't get mad at me because I'm God's favorite. I'm trying to get folks to recognize God favors his children. How many scripture? Faith, watch this. I'm going to look it up real quick. I'm going to look it up real quick. Favored. Scripture. No, it don't have to be King James. Watch this. The the um uh, fifteen verses Bible the uh was that by oh no 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 this is the um Bible study tools. Listen to this. It says here that this is Isaiah fifty eight eleven Isaiah fifty eight eleven. The Lord will guide you always. The Lord, that's favor right there. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land, good God Almighty, when things are going bad, and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose water never fails. It's scripture after scripture. I just grabbed one. You you can punch it in, in in Google, and then all the scriptures will come up. Let me let me see. I just wanna. I'm just gonna scan my. I don't know why this is. What is this? Uh, I'm gonna look at this. Ephesians chapter one verse eleven. And I'm gonna move on. We're gonna talk about memorizing. Ephesians chapter one verse number eleven. It says in him. Oh, what just happened? That's funny. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to click it again. It just it went back to Google. I don't know what happened. Ephesians chapter, you better be glad. Hold on. Okay, here it go. It came back up. Hallelujah. Don't lose your head. Don't get all excited. Don't have the anxieties. In him, we were also chosen. That's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. Having been predestinated according to the plan of him who works all, works out everything in conformity, thank you, Holy Ghost, with the purpose of his will. I just grabbed it. I didn't know what it said. Just out of the blue. And you know how I am with the will of God. I grabbed one, and then the, then the Holy Ghost, because he knows what I'm trying to, to, to get folks to understand, and then the Holy Ghost, I'm trying to get it because he gave it to me, and now he's going to reiterate it by the scripture that, that, that jumps out. I saw Ephesians 1.11. I said, oh, let me just read that one. It's scriptures that give us the confidence that, guess what, we are favored. We are favored. Thank you, God. Watch what they say. I'm going back to the little commentary. It says here, 
Joy and Hope decided to, okay, good. Joy and Hope decided to hold each other accountable. I didn't even write that one down. That's another one. Have an accountability partner. You know what? We're going we're gonna to call that number six. It really would have been number five, but we're going to call it number six. And some people buck me on this. This is number six, accountability. Some people buck me on this, but I'm telling you, sometimes you got to be honest with yourself. You're not hearing from God. If you was hearing so much from God and if you reverence God so much, guess what? Some of the issues you have, you would not have. God said, guess what? We've got to help one another. Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Support one another. He says in his word that we are the body of Christ. You're going to lean and depend. Listen, you can try to do it by yourself if you want to. It's just you and God. All I need, just give me Jesus. If I ain't got nobody else, listen, you're going to find out that the answer to many of your issues is you having an accountability person. For you studying the word, memorizing this word, getting it in your spirit so you can do like Jesus did when he he fought against the enemy when the enemy came and tried to tempt him in Matthew chapter 4, and Jesus came out with the word, and then he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Why? He had that thing in his spirit. Now, I don't know. Maybe he did. They say that they used to have scrolls rolled up in the hems of their garment, and they could read those scrolls. I, maybe he went in the, into the hem of his garment, pulled out one of them scrolls, and began to read. I don't know. I believe it was from his memory. He was fasting, and when you're fasting, your spirit man is going to be heightened. Your spirit towards the things of God is going to be heightened. Let me tell you something. When God causes you to fast, you better understand that, guess what? Something is going to happen that your spirit man is going to need to be heightened that you might be able to respond in the way that you're supposed to be responding. Listen, you put a whole lot of them chemicals, a whole lot of food in your spirit, in your system, and your natural man will, good God Almighty, your natural man will bog down your spiritual man. You got too much stuff going on inside of you. And at times, it's not about what you know, it's about what somebody else knows because we're the body. Don't forsake those times of coming together, not just in the body of Christ, but check this out. Uh, don't forsake the times of coming together with your accountability person that you sharpen and they sharpen you as iron sharpens iron. Number That's number five, memorize. Number six is accountability. They had uh, uh, memorized a verse a week that spoke on, on their struggle. Six weeks into their study concerning joy and hope, the two began to experience joy and hope within themselves. You trying to tell me that God's word is not true? That he says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good? Did he say, try the spirit, by the spirit? If you don't believe what I'm saying, watch this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God is good to me. Watch this. It says here, sometimes the hardest people... To forgive is ourselves. Do you believe it? Sometimes the hardest people to cast out, you're casting that thing out. You're going to war for other people. Sometimes the hardest person to get delivered from within is yourself. 
the man of God is saying, do what? Reduce some of the foolishness, some of the things that's not urgent and it's not important. Replace it with studying. Pray before you do everything. Anything and pray while you're doing everything. Write this stuff down. Get a book, a binder, a a spiral notebook, three by five cards. Write it down. Memorize it. And then have an accountability person that when you so super Holy Ghost feel and you don't and God ain't talking and you still dealing with the same thing, you got a human that can say, Hey sis, how you doing? How you coming along? Hallelujah. God is good. God is good to us. Deliverance from within. Now, the story is actually in the in the commentary in your Sunday school book. In the back, the last page of um, actually goes on from that. Let me see what this says. David used the letter in the Hebrew alphabets like an acrostics. No, I ain't got to get into that. That's page uh, 95. I was reading from page 94 in the Sunday school book. God bless you, saints of God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the call. And we pray that it blessed you real good. God willing, we will be on the call. uh, This is the 23rd, so we will not give the next date. Amen. The next date in June would be the 6th. The next date in June, because we are not having, uh, I'm actually the worship leader at 10th Street Baptist Church on on uh, the 30th, Wednesday the 30th, for Pastor Durant's 50th, I think it's for the 50th, yeah, I think it's the 50th, um, no, I can't remember, the, 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 the anniversary, is it 25, no, okay, it's slipping me, all right, praise God. Uh, but I'm 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 the worship leader down there at 7:30 at 10th Street Baptist Church, 1000 R Street Northwest. God bless you, and God willing, I'll talk to you on the 6th of June on our Bible study call. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.